Hey, Angie, share with our listeners who we will be speaking with today. He's another talented and creative person. Well, today we're going to have Rizal Tony as our guest, who is a director of jazz. He's a jazz guitarist, composer, and arranger for ensembles and big bands. This is going to be especially good because I love jazz music. Oh, me too. everyone, and here we are celebrating what people love to do creatively by giving them a voice. I'm Rod Jones. And I'm Angie Jones. Welcome to the Thought Road Podcast. We invite you to follow us wherever you listen, and our episodes are absolutely free to listen to. You can go to our website at thoughtroadpodcast.com and listen to current and past episodes directly on our website. Yes, please do. Yeah. I know you found another interesting quote that especially fits this episode. Mm -hmm. So, Iggy, what do you have for us today? Okay, here is the quote for today. Jazz stands for freedom. It's supposed to be the voice of freedom. Get out there and improvise. Take chances and don't be a perfectionist. Leave that to the classical musicians. And that is by Dave Brubeck. Uh can be my favorite. <laughs> you know, I had his album Take Five yeah. when I was very young and I loved that album. I would play it over and over and over. I especially liked uh, Blue Rondo on it. And probably my favorite part of that album is the uh, drum solo. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's so epic and iconic. Well, I think one time when I was in New York, I had an opportunity to hear him at the Sloan House, which is a you kind of a USO, but I can't swear by it, but I always want to brag and say I did, uh-huh. <laughs> but I really don't know if I did or not. Well, I mean, if you didn't, it's okay. It was somebody that was trying to be like Dan Brubeck, so <laughs> yeah. that's okay. You know what? That, that actually is probably could yeah. very likely have been the case. It's okay. But yeah. I listed, you know, that's my favorite album. Yeah. And I know, I, like, who wouldn't though? That's a, that's a classic album. Well, now Angie and I listen to iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. And I especially like the vinyl jazz channel. And that's because they record their music literally off of vinyl, vinyl. jazz albums, which gives you all of the subtleties mm-hmm. that you don't necessarily get on a CD. True. I guess. They were playing Dave Brubeck, what, this morning? And yeah. I was like, oh, yes, please play more. But, you know, we, we, I think we have that playing most of the time in the background. It's in the kitchen kind of slash dining area. And, you know, it's just like, I think we do everything on that dining table. Even though we have an office, we end up going there to do like, you know, our social media and things like that. So it's like a a central hub and, you know, really a fun place to listen and, and work. But, you know, when I'm cooking, I do put on my headphones and I listen to my Spotify playlist because I have got all my favorite songs on it. And, and I guess, you know, at some point I'll share my playlist on our, on our website so that way people can see it. Well, I think it's kind of fun when I walk in there and you're dancing around with your headset on or with your, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, it's kind of fun 
apparently you're listening to some pretty All cool the good music. Songs, yeah, yes. you're listening to pretty cool All music. All the good songs. But I listen to the iHeartRadio Vinyl Jazz channel. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We do. So you know, music is music is really magical. Yeah. I have to say, no matter what genre. I mean, I do like country music and I certainly like classical music, but jazz always seems to become a favorite. Well, you know, Rod, now it's going to be time for your Rod's Motivational Moment. So let's hear that. Well, I'm going to shift away from the jazz theme and talk about creativity, like creative journaling. Mm -hmm. I'm sure virtually every creative person can benefit from journaling. So my motivational moment is Mm -hmm. if you haven't done so, start a creative journal and start it today. Here, here. What a great idea. Well, you know, I've never, I mean, journaling is a great asset to anyone that is doing virtually anything creative. Mm-hmm. It gives you a place to put your notes. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. And I think this would be a great opportunity for me to mention that we are now proud to offer a journal and it's called All Your Thoughts in a Row Creative Journal. And it's available on our website at thoughtrowpodcast.com. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, you, you know, check it out. Uh, I think you might like it. Well, I, I got the first copy of it, at least when it came in, I grabbed it. Not you, you grabbed it <laughs> and you, you opened it and you claimed it. And I'm glad you did, actually, because I think this will be a really great way to catalog all of your ideas. Well, I personally started using it and I'm, I'm actually surprised about my entries. I'm not only writing or making notes in it and mm-hmm. I can write pretty extensively in it, but I'm also making some sketches. And as you know, I have never journaled before in my life. No, I know you haven't. I have, you know, on and off, you know, when when the muse strikes or when I feel like I need to actually put it somewhere. But I'm really liking the journal we put together, Rod, because it's not only is it classy, it's very, very functional. It's spiral bound. So that way it can lay flat if you want to draw or write, you know, doing creative writing. But we do have pages that have lines on them and we do have blank pages so you can draw on them. So that way you can do sketches along with maybe a story you're writing. Sure. You know, one of the things I like about it is we didn't put some loud uh, piece of artwork on it. No. And not a piece of yours or mine, whatever. No. It's uh, it kind of... Just, it's not real. It's classy. It's classy. Classy, classic. It's not loud. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. If you pull it out at a at a coffee shop or something, it just looks like you're making some notes. It's not, it's not bringing it. I know what I want to say. It's not bringing a lot of attention to itself. Right. And it's, it's really all about you and your creativity and what you put inside. There are no fancy drawings on the inside. This is all up to you to put your own creative thoughts, your own creative drawings, ideas, doodles, whatever, whatever you would like on it. And the best part is, is I know I do this all the time and I, I really don't think it's a very good habit. And maybe you guys do it out there. I don't know. You, you find the yellow sticky notes and you put your wonderful creative ideas or drawings on them and then you put it somewhere safe and you never find them again. Well, what's interesting about good. sticky notes is they become unsticky. And yeah, they and then a, they fall out. They somewhere. fall, and then you have a pile of them somewhere, and then you try to shift through them. Right. Well, anyway. So this is a great place to put all that where you won't lose it. 
and you can chronicle everything. And that way you, you, you don't, you don't lose your thought. Check it out. Yeah. I think you'll really like yeah. it. Okay. So I know we're going to be interviewing a jazz musician. Yeah. And I think the history of jazz is a fascinating one. It's truly American music, but it has been embraced, embraced throughout the entire world. Yeah. And I'm excited about this one. Yeah. And I'm especially fond of the jazz clubs in Paris, the Latin Quarter. So fun. Well, you know, yeah, in Paris, so they, Paris claims that they are the jazz capital of the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to a degree, they... They're pretty on top of it when it comes to jazz. But personally, I like the Blue Note in New York. Yeah. Um, I always wanted to go to Birdland, never had a chance. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go to Harlem because there's great jazz there. Absolutely. Um, the only real place that I ever went to to listen to jazz was the Blue Note. But trust me, that was not disappointing. That was definitely a highlight for me. I'm sure it was. No, I, I you know, personally, I've never been to a New York jazz club, which is kind of weird. Because we live here in the U.S., but maybe someday, huh? Yeah, sure. Someday. Yeah. So I I have a question for you, Rod. What is your favorite jazz instrument? Well, you know, I kind of like brass, but sometimes I find it a little bit annoying. Mm -hmm. I like the woodwinds, saxophone, especially the clarinet. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's great jazz with clarinets. I think I probably would have to stick with maybe the saxophone. Mm. Wasn't that the first instrument that you were supposed to play in school? <laughs> I didn't think you'd bring that up. Yes, uh, I yes. remember that. Yes, that was the one that my music teacher would pick up a, a snare drum and throw it at the students. Oh, gosh. But Really motivating. Yes, <laughs> and, I, and I know his name today and I'll not say Don't it. Don't say it. No, I won't. Because that's kind of sad. Okay, what about you? Well, you know, I think that I do like... The brass instruments, because I mean, there's so many great brass instruments, musicians and jazz. I I love clarinet, of course. I mean, there's, again, wonderful musicians. But I'm thinking about, you know, when you're in a jazz club and you're having a few cocktails and, and you've maybe had a few too many cocktails and somebody starts getting too loud with the brass or whatever. I feel like it, it, it's like headache inducing at that point. So I'm going to say guitar and piano, keep it mellow. You can have a conversation and hear the jazz and, you know, get into the groove that way. Well, I think it sets a, a wonderful tone. Yeah. And I, I think about that one time I saw uh, a documentary about Art Tatum yeah. playing on a broken down piano that was missing probably half of its keys. Mm-hmm. And he managed to play Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star on that improvising wow. improvisation so cool. for an hour. Mm-hmm. And everybody was just like awestruck. And I actually have him playing on a on a CD and pretty amazing. So yeah, no, that's he Art sounds Tatum, amazing. Yeah. Top. Well, you know, all this jazz talk, I think we need to hear from our jazz professional that we have for our interview today now. Yes. Hi, Rizal. We're very excited to have you as a guest today. And we are especially excited to have a jazz guitarist and a composer. Hi, yes, Rizal. Looking forward to hearing about your evolution of you and your music. 
Yeah, hi, Rod and Inchi. It's a pleasure and it's nice to be here with you guys. Okay. Ah, wonderful. We're happy you're here. Yes. Okay, but before we start the interview, we always like to ask our guests what they had for breakfast. And I know for you, it's been a few hours because it's late at night for you right now. So you got to think back yes. to breakfast. <laughs> okay, sure. Well, uh, I had uh, scrambled eggs this morning with a slice of uh, butter cake and coffee, of course. <laughs> I like the butter cake part. <laughs> yeah, because we, yeah. we had scrambled eggs yeah, same. and toast. And toast. But it was whole wheat toast or whatever it was. Yeah, it wasn't that exciting. Oh, no, I like what you had. I like what you had better. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll be there tomorrow for breakfast yes. with you. Okay, sure. Sure thing. <laughs> Although it's 7,000 miles away. Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> exactly. You know, where are you? I'm real curious because we're talking about that you're 7,000 miles away. Where are you speaking to us from? Well, actually, I'm speaking uh, to you uh, from uh, a small state in Malaysia. It's called Selangor. It is just like uh, 13 kilometers away from Kuala Lumpur, you know, the major city mm -hmm. in Malaysia. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a very uh, nice calm environment in the place that I'm living in right now, you know, far from the hustle of bustle of Kuala Lumpur. I chose to be here because, you know, being in the music line, yeah. uh, you know, we deal with a lot of, you know, sounds and, and you know, uh, heading towards the gigs and all in, in the major city. So it's going to be a lot of traffic and all. Mm -hmm. So I'm just okay, satisfied being here, you know. That sounds like a great place <laughs> yeah, to be. It's so too. when you do have a gig, a performance, you drive mm -hmm. into a major city then? Yes, that's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then when I, when I it's just like 13, 14 kilometers away, but sometimes, you know, I think in major cities all around the world, you know, when there's traffic, there's traffic. You can't escape from that. Lah. So, so I kind of like being here. Yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. And I, I'm guessing you have a, a studio in your home where you practice? Yes, I have a small studio whereby I can, uh, you know, practice and I can write songs, I can compose tunes and I can even, you know, record like some tracks, you know, for demos and for recordings. Yeah. Ah, perfect. That's really perfect. Now, Rizal, you're very talented when it comes to music and, and we'll, we're going to get to hear a little bit about uh, your music a little later. But tell us oh, about... You where you grew up and when you started to pursue jazz and modern music. Okay. I would just like to share a very interesting story about me, actually. You know, Great. when I was a young kid, when I was a young kid, I, I never thought that I would play music. And I actually started playing music at a very, very late age, you know, mm -hmm. compared to what's happening now. You know, people start at the age of three, you know, back then even, you know. And I am actually a sportsman. I was involved immensely in soccer. Mm. I was playing for the state and the national team for the longest years. And unfortunately, I, I you know, had an injury, a massive injury. So, you know, I couldn't play soccer anymore, at least in the professional league. And that's when I started, you know, considering you know, taking music or learning music, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But it was self-taught, uh, you know, uh, for the first couple of weeks. And then somehow I saw an advert 
advertisement in the newspaper. There's this university, you know, that that accepts, you know, uh, so-called candidates that is like, you know, like latecomers or they just want to learn music, you know, because a lot of conservatories, they, they want to accept people who are really, really, you know, good, you know, yeah. earlier on. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I am very fortunate and thankful to my dad, actually, because he is working in a hospital, but he also plays music. So he decided to teach me a few chords and, and, you know, a few scales back then, which I didn't know it was related to jazz, mm. you know, because all these uh, seventh chords and all those, uh, you know, tension chords, you know, all the sophisticated harmonies. And back then, you know, even trying to play it was really, really difficult. And I was at the age of 20 years old at that time. And, you know, uh, lucky enough, yeah, really. mm-hmm. when I went for the uh, audition, I managed to get in. And maybe one of the reasons why, maybe somehow when I was a kid, I always follow my dad to his rehearsals, but, but I, I was busy playing football outside the, the house, you know. Mm-hmm. But somehow maybe my ears kind of, you know, gotten to the sound or maybe, you know, emulated some kind of the sonic scapes of, of music, la. And when I was being tested for my ear test, uh, somehow I got it all right. Oh. And all oh. the professors, yeah, they were, they were really like, like, oh, okay, well, this is interesting. So that's when I started playing music or getting a formal education. And later part, I came to uh, discover jazz. But after having a sort of, you know, being trained in classical guitar for one year. So that's basically about the start, so how I came up to jazz. That's a, you know that's really it's really an interesting story, and that's quite a transition. Yeah, it really is. Um, a I do see transition. I do see one parallel here. As a mm-hmm. football player, soccer player, we say um, mm-hmm. you have to you know you have to practice a lot. You have to be very dedicated. You have to be able to think on your feet, literally. And yes. also as a uh, musician, composer, and all the things that you're involved in that that engineering I talked to you about. They both have actually have, they're yeah, both similar. That is, you know what? That's a good point. They, they both really require hard work, dedication, and probably more important than anything else, concentration. Very much so. Yes, it's true. I, I think the, the one thing that I hold on most yeah, as, as maybe a life principle or a music principle, and also, you know, the ones that I have been doing before when I was playing soccer, is that I always hold on to this. The first to be there and the last to leave, which means, you know, all yeah. the, the hours and time that I dedicate towards it, lah, that's, that's somehow it. Lah. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, uh, that's, that's, <laughs> that that's makes so sense. True. It just makes so much sense here. That's so true. Uh, you, both Angie and I had the opportunity to listen to some of your YouTube videos or watch and listen yeah. uh, with you playing. Oh, thank you. Well, Appreciate it. <laughs> I have to tell you, you playing the jazz music on the guitar, and I, and I hope you'll share a little bit of that with us later on in the interview. Sure. But right now, I'm curious as to why you selected the guitar as the instrument of choice. Oh, okay. Well, at first, you know, I am more inclined to become a saxophone player. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I had to, you know, like go to study and saxophone was somehow you know much more expensive than the guitar 
So that, that's, that's the story behind it, actually. And But my dad plays the guitar and the keyboard. So oh, okay. I, I had the opportunity, like, you know, Dad, can I borrow your guitar? You know, it, it, it's some, some sort of, it's like that. The, the beginning of the story is like that. But when I started holding on to the guitar, you know, I completely, you know, got myself tied with it. Because of certain tonalities, you know, that, that I can produce uh, with the guitar. I mean, of course, it's kind of similar to the saxophone. You know, you can, there's bends, there's scoops and all things mm-hmm, like that. Sure. But somehow, there's this subtle thing about the guitar, you know, like, like there's a lot of tones that you can create from that. And that got me interested straight away. Very you know? subtle tones too. Very subtle. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Subtle, yeah. That's yeah. Right. Well, you know what? Everybody that has the opportunity to hear you play is going to appreciate that you did not pick up the saxophone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so true. Now, we know that you're multi-talented when it comes to directing modern music. You are a composer and an arranger, and you even arrange for ensembles and big bands. Yes. That that seems like a lot of work. Which one of these do you most excel at or most enjoy doing? Well, I actually enjoy doing all of it, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I can spend like hours, you know, trying to figure out, you know, how to make this sound good, how to make this ensemble sound good, how to make the big band sound good. I can spend hours like like trying to uh, read a book about harmony, you know, trying to trying to see about instrumentation as well. Mm-hmm. But I think as for me, I think the joy of playing the guitar is more, I guess, because I think when I play that instrument, I kind of, you know, like become one with it. I'm not saying that that composing tunes, you know, it's, it's just the same. Like you put your hearts out for it, but somehow like I connect to the instrument like way, way better. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's, it's like that. Uh, yeah. I can you understand know, that. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think we totally understand, understand that. I mean, it, it, it's become an extension of your heart and your soul. And that's a beautiful thing yes. to see in a musician. Mm-hmm. I mean, that I think great musicians all have that in common is, is my thought on that. Yes. You know, it's our, it's our understanding that you've directed, plus you were involved in creating the arrangements for jazz festivals. What led you in that direction? Well, I think... I am blessed because I was uh, given the opportunity by a lot of my mentors here and and in Australia, you know, at places like that. Mm-hmm. And and you know, they gave me like the platform uh, for me to exercise all the all this craft. And I think it started off from there, and that uh, led me somehow to to you know trying to lead something, you know, trying to be creative at something, not only for the music aspect and also for the direction of, you know, like the education and the direction of the uh, concert and the festival and how it's going to happen. So uh, somehow I think I am given the opportunity to try and uh, show whatever it is that I can do for for the community and for the country and for the students and things like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that would impact all of that. I mean the the people that have the audience would enjoy it, the musicians would enjoy it and yeah, that's pretty exciting. It is, it is. Yes. Okay. Yes. 
Okay, this is going to be a good time for us to have you play a little bit of jazz music for us on your guitar. So Rizal, please let our listeners know what you would like to play for us today. Okay, I I am going to play a, a tune called Beatrice by Sam Rivers. Uh, it's going to be in a trio format. And, you know, the arrangement is going to be like kind of a combination of old school and modern jazz combined together. Okay, oh, cool. Right. Can't so wait to hear. Wait. Yeah. So let's listen. Yeah. Okay.
That was beautiful. That was so great. Yeah. Thank you, Rizal, you know, for sharing for that. For sharing that. I know our listeners my, are going to like pleasure. it. But I know I really liked it. Yeah. Because I love jazz anyway. We're loving the jazz anyway. Yeah. yeah. We're going to listen to more too, right? In this. Yeah, later. Yeah. It seems to me in order for someone to be as accomplished as you are with your guitar, that it must require a lot of hours of practice. Is that accurate? I know it is, but tell yes. us. Yeah, <laughs> we, we just want to hear. So what is your kind What's of routine? What's your routine? Now? Yeah. Okay. Now, since uh, now I am being the director of jazz studies in, yeah. in one of the biggest universities in Malaysia, I must say that my hours of practice is not like when I was like really playing as a freelance or as a professional musician. But, mm-hmm. but I make sure that every time I wake up in the morning, I should do at least one to an, an one and a half an hours of warm up. And towards the afternoon, I'll start practicing. And when I come back home at night, I will continue practicing. So all in all, I think it is best to say at least four to five hours a day. That's going to be it. If I can do it longer, mm-hmm. I'll do it longer for sure. Yeah. No, that's... that's you know, it just sounds like anytime you have a moment, you will pick up your guitar and just really play. And since you're doing your university uh, gig right now, that does cut yeah. into it. But you're also doing your 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 course is about guitars, right? And, and about playing. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so that's right. You're really rehearsing when you're there too, mentally. Exactly. Yes. That's exactly right. You know, I want to ask you this quick question is who who is your favorite guitarist? guitarist. Your acoustic and electric. Oh, okay. You know, my, my favorite guitar player for the electric will of course be uh, George Benson. Oh yeah. And yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and the acoustic one uh will be uh you know Django Reinhardt. Django Reinhardt oh, would be my number this one morning. pick. Yeah. Um, and oh, I, okay. That I, and I also uh, like Wes Montgomery. Oh, yes, for sure. I mean, you know, George Benson is, you know, I for certain he comes from the Wes Montgomery School of Thought. And of course, Wes Montgomery is also one of the, you know, the best guitar players you know, the world has to produce. So I think, but for me, you know, West Montgomery, uh, you know, unfortunately live a short life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And George Benson, you know, maybe learned from him, emulated from him and brought it to the world in a different direction. But of course, yeah, you're well, right. I think, but, I think you're saying Durango Reinhardt was right on. I mean, he, he, there's so many guitarists that learn from him. I think Freddie Green, the Count Basie band, I mean, he learned a lot from him. Uh, yes. Charlie Christian, Benny Goodman's. These are all yes, people. Benny, yeah, yes. These are that's all right, people. That's right. But then again, you yeah. would know a lot more about that than me. I just, I'm just an avid listener and I can't mm-hmm. play any instrument, although I can tap my pencil on the desk pretty good. I don't good. know. You, you harmonica pretty good sometimes. Oh, yeah, my harmonica. You're a little oh, okay. harmonica. That's cool, that's cool, right? That's cool. <laughs> so you could be part of a jazz band, because right. harmonica is always okay. But I'd have to plug it in somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. If I need a harmonica player, I will. (laughs) Give Rod a call. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. 
Well, my question is about pre-performance routines. Do you have any pre-performance routines? Like, do you do warm-ups or do you have any like interesting habits? Like you have to have a particular kind of tea or a cake or something that you, you have to have that makes you feel good. Oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, for me, it's just like, uh, I always like to have, uh, you know, a nice, uh, cup of coffee mm-hmm. and like a very quiet time on my own, mm. you know, before, before I start doing my routines or, you know, before I start even practicing just that quiet 10, 15 minutes time. So you can focus. So that at least I can, I can compose myself. I can just, you know, relax. And after that, I'll plan. If I have a gig that is coming in a very near time, mm-hmm. I will, of course, you know, uh, organize well, you know, mm-hmm. get my charts yeah. ready uh, and then plan ahead. And okay, this is another routine that I like to do. Every time when I start uh, war- warming up, mm-hmm. I will always get the guitar and I will just try to scat along with any note that I play, you know. Mm-hmm. Like okay. just, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I always do that one. That's that's a, that would be a fun exercise to Absolutely. do. And it's yeah. very improvisational, right? Yes, exactly. Well, huh. get your brain Correct. going in that creative mode instead of, you know, day-to-day stuff. Or just playing to yes, a sheet right. music, right? Yeah. Rather than just sitting that's there. right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So cool. Your life seems to revolve around jazz music, obviously, and yeah. you're so accomplished. Yeah. What do you personally find so appealing about that particular genre? Oh, I think I would like to use the word organic. I mm. think jazz is very organic. Like you have the sheet music, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and you bring it up to a bandstand. And the, the musicians that you play with, you know, they come from even different backgrounds too. So the level of interpretation is going to be on that bandstand. And whatever happens during improvisation is, is going to be very, very exciting, at least for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes when, when you are on a very good day, you know, you can really go far and far, really expand and really explore all the possibilities. And I think the word organic will be the most appealing thing in jazz. That, that, that's what I think. No, that, but that makes perfect yeah, sense that does because make sense. it is very, in fact, it grew out of an, uh, kind of a very organic environment. You know, people, yes. people, there was no, when they, when jazz started, as you know, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, there wasn't, the, nobody just picked up an instrument and started playing jazz. I mean, it just, it evolved and it evolved that's going right. multi directions. That's right. And that's why we have such outstanding jazz music today and the term organic resolve that 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 really says that really a lot, yeah. it. I mean I've never thought about it that way but you really defined it it is very organic yeah I I, I have to say because you know every every day is a different experience even though if we are playing the same tune even you know yeah well, <laughs> well I guess I, I, I guess it's like a, a really a conversation it's always changing it's never the same. And sometimes it can be, you know, relaxed and very cool. And other times it can be a little bit more heated. And um, yes, yeah. Uh, to show my to show my little bit of jazz no, knowledge, knowledge, what I really what I really <laughs> liked is when Art Tatum 
would play Mary Had a Little Lamb on a piano that half the keys no longer worked <laughs> and managed to play that for like a half hour straight. I, that's, yes. yeah, that is, that's pretty amazing. And I think jazz is really the only music you can do that with. Exactly. Yes, I would agree with you. 100%. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> now, I know that You'd mentioned when we had our initial conversation that you have an upcoming album release. Is that true? Yes. Yes. Yes, it's true. Okay. Can you share some of the details about your new album? Okay. Um, there is, there's two albums that uh, I'm going to be, you know, recording in. Uh, mm-hmm. The one, uh, the first one is a trio album. Mm-hmm. And it's going to feature, you know, my, my compositions. Mm-hmm. And some uh, some uh, jazz standards, you know, that's going to be inside there. Mm-hmm. And the other album is more of a quintet uh, group setup, but that one is going to be more on the smooth jazz, the mm-hmm. West Coast element. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm trying to, uh, you know, do something for me mm-hmm. and also for the community because in Malaysia, in Kuala Lumpur especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, the audience, they they kind of uh, prefer, if I can say this, yeah. they prefer more towards the West Coast jazz, you know, the one that has all these grooves and uh, there's some R&B elements, you know, things like that. Yeah. But the trio is definitely for me because I would love to to hear what I can possibly do with the guitar in a trio setup because I don't have any piano player, you know, to, to, to back me up. Right. So the melodies, the chords, the rhythmic aspects of it, I've got to be able to decide, you know, things, things like that. So it's, it's challenging. But, wow. But it's, yeah, it's I can't wait. I really can't wait, Result, because like listening to Thank your, you. just your YouTube playing in your cha- channel like if anyone oh. listens to it, they're going to be a fan immediately. Well, they will because we're going to have links. Yeah. We'll links to all Absolutely, that. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I know that <laughs> you, you have another song that you'd like to share with yes. us today. So if you could tell us what the title is and what it is, and we'll, we'll go ahead and uh, listen to that as well. Oh, okay. The next one is going to be a song from the trio album. It's titled Bluesy Floozy. Uh-huh. Oh. So uh, I'm going to play that song for you. Yeah. Great. All right. Well,
Not only was that great, but you got to love the name Bluesy. I love Bluesy. it. Uh, you can't forget it. No, you can't forget it. <laughs> no. Thank you for sharing Thank that you. piece with us. That was uh that's pretty spectacular. Absolutely. Well, we're, yeah, thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. We will have to definitely get that album and add it to our both jazz of them, collection. Yes. Yeah, both of them. Okay. Great. You know, you're a director, a composer, an arranger, and a musician. You must have one of yes. those that you personally feel like you excel at. Oh, well, I think I can safely say performance, the guitar playing mm-hmm. jazz yeah I yeah. think we would probably have to agree with you on that seeing how we've never seen you conduct <laughs> yeah we haven't seen the conducting yeah, yeah. part <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> yeah yeah I think I think jazz I think performing you know especially with the guitar and I think you know I do that most of the time mm-hmm. you know rather than uh, for the big band of course I, I conduct the big band I conduct the ensembles and all but I am more on the bandstand, you know, with playing the guitar. Yeah. Ah, okay. So more, more with that, actually. <laughs> Do you have a, f- a favorite band, jazz band that you like? Oh, yes. Well, I've always liked uh, the Chick Corea electric band. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And foreplay, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Bob James, Nathan East, you know, and... Of course, uh, right now my my favorite band will be Kurt Rosenwinkel, uh, the group Kurt Rosenwinkel group, and all time favorite Pat Metheny group. Yeah, Pat yeah. Metheny. He's a yeah. favorite. Yeah. Everybody likes him, and he's the one who of seems course. to he gets played the most on jazz radio for mm-hmm. sure. Yes, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to mention him. Yeah, um, that's yeah. interesting. Those are some good picks, though. The great picks. Yeah. Well, you know, as we were talking, your future looks very, very bright. What do you hope to accomplish in 2022? Well, of course, uh, launching both albums will be will be the best thing to do, you yes. know, early 2022. Mm-hmm. And I am planning, yeah, if at all God willing, I am planning to pursue my PhD as well. Oh, doctoral perfect. studies. That's going to be wonderful. Wow, cool. Yes. yes. Well, you're going to have a busy 2022, but an exciting one. And all all of that just adds to your personal goals and success. So both the engine and I congratulate you on that. Thank you so much, Rhoda. Yeah, thank you. If someone came up to you and wanted to become a jazz guitarist, what would be the number one thing you would tell them? And you should know. Oh, okay. Well, I think I would certainly say to them that, you know, you got to be very, very upfront and you must have an open heart and be willing to accept uh, all the changes and be willing to explore, you know, and, and don't walk on a straight line. That's what I always tell my students anyway, you know, uh, you know, don't walk a straight line if you really want to study jazz. It's a bit philosophical. Yes, I, I must say, mm-hmm. but I think that's the best thing that, that, that I can I can say. Because if, if you. What do you sorry, mean by. You a, yeah, I was just going to ask, what do you mean by don't walk a straight line? Like explain okay, a little more. Like, like OK, let, let, let me let me explain, you know, like when you're playing a certain styles of music like let's say for pop music right yeah 
you got to like really uh, know the song and try to be as closest uh, to the soundscapes of that particular tune. Mm-hmm. So that is what I mean by walking a straight line. Like you got to really try to be as closest as possible, you know, when you play. Because if not, people are not going to recognize the song somehow. Mm. Yeah, true. Yeah, but for, but for jazz, if you try and, you know, like a straight line, you try to treat, you know, the chords exactly as it is and you try to treat the rhythms exactly as it is. Well, you're going to sound very straightforward and sometimes rigid, if I might, if I might say. So that's what Yeah, I, rigid. Yeah. Rigid's a good term. Yeah, rigid's a... Uh, yeah, that, that straight line is prevalent in classical music because, you know, they try to duplicate it as close to what the composer had in mind and even exactly right. and even go right. and they even go back to period instruments so they can make it yes. sound perfect. Um, I like that, you know. Don't with jazz, yeah. Yeah, it's get very off the cool. straight line and be your yeah. own invent, right? <laughs> invent as you go. Yes. yes, get off the straight line. Well, yeah. I like that's True. excellent. That's good advice for not only playing a guitar. However, there's other things yeah, in like life. Yeah, like in life, maybe. Yeah, get off the straight <laughs> yeah. line. So okay. more philosophical than you than you thought. I think it's yeah. all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. I mean, I, I mean, of course, you know, we we gotta try and 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 you know understand, you know, like what happened in the past and you know present and what's gonna happen in the future. But, you know, as, but having like a certain quotes, you know, in, in maybe, you know, perhaps life also, you know, can, can relate mm-hmm. uh, ourselves into, yeah, into music, into, you know, other things, sports even. That's yeah, so creativity, true. just creativity in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. everything. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to ask you the question we ask every guest that's on the podcast. And okay. If, if you could sit on the park bench and chat with anyone from the past, who would it be? Oh, I think I would like to chat with Mr. Joe Pass. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. How? How? Yeah. Why? Why did you pick him? Well, first of all, he's a famous, famous guitarist. No, I, I figured and that. He was a and he was a pioneer. Mm-hmm. But tell us, tell us why. Yeah, tell us a little bit more. Oh, I just want to understand, you know, how, you know, his family, you know, they, there was never any background in music, you know, but somehow he was the only guy, you know, that, that came up and became so, so prominent in jazz, you know, that he was being referred, you know, until now even, and, and all the studies about him. And the other thing that I would like to ask him is that how did he even figure out how he would utilize all the harmony at that time, at, you know, at that period, at that era, and the way he plays it, it's phenomenal. I want to ask, like, how and why did he decide to do that? <laughs> that's what I wanted to ask. That would that, that would be that would be, be a great conversation, yeah, right? You would learn so much from him because uh, yeah. I, I suspect he's going to shrug his shoulders and say, "I don't know. It just came through me because uh, you know yeah. it was kind of divinely inspired." Knowing uh, knowing a little bit about Joe Pass, it yep. would be divinely inspired because he would say. There's nothing in my background that would have ever suggested in a million years that this is what my life would turn out to be. 
<laughs> yep, true. <laughs> yeah, but but we we never know. You know, something might have triggered him somehow. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you ever do have the opportunity to sit on a park bench with him, will you please share with us what he told yeah, you? Yeah, you need to let us know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> well, I hate to. I hate to wind this up because you're wonderful to talk Mm -hmm. to and I personally love jazz music and I was really excited to learn that you were going to be a guest of ours Mm -hmm. and I have to say you definitely did not disappoint you know you're a very very talented artist I'll call you you're an artist in what you have managed to create with your instrument and the fact that you share so much with everyone else you're very generous with the uh, Thanks, with the things you've been blessed with the talent you've been blessed with, I think that's really quite special. Absolutely, absolutely, I agree with Ron. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you for having having you know me. You know, as I can share some of my experiences too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so glad. And then also, um, you know, I forgot to ask you earlier: when are your mm-hmm. albums going to come out, Rizal? Okay, now uh, of course you know we are. You know, just uh, heading out towards this uh, pandemic, this COVID nineteen situation. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, it's going to be released in March. In March. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Hopefully. But but that's the that's the target. And where is it going to be released? Is it everywhere? Uh, well, it's going to be released in in Bandcamp, uh, Spotify. And of course, the physical album, the CDs. Yes, of course. I will send you a copy. I will will mail you a copy. I'm so excited. Both copies, yes. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Will you tape one of your old guitar strings to it (laughs) so we know it's you? That's it. (laughs) Sure, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Gosh. Well, thank you so much, Rizal, uh, for being with us here today. And listening to your beautiful guitar playing was definitely a soul-soothing experience. Oh, so enjoyed it. And now comes the time that I have to let our listeners know. If you'd like to know more about Rizal, we will have links for him under our show guest tab on thoughtrowpodcast.com so everyone can learn more about him and connect. Yeah, Rizal, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Rod and Inchi. I really appreciate all this, you know, and it's really glad to be here with both of you. Yeah. Okay, oh, great. Well, thank you all so right. much. Well, we'll be talking more, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm really glad you tuned in today. We hope you enjoyed the thoughts and ideas we shared with you. We post a new podcast every week, so remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. So it's bye for now from my husband Rod and I, wishing everyone a great day. Uh